And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. Woo! Mr. Energy himself. You know, today, it's a beautiful day today. It's still said today is December 6th. Christmas is right around the corner. That means it's time for us to start getting into that holiday spirit. But I'm down here in South Florida where every day it's about 70 and better even though we may get a little cold front none of that matters we got a big show for you today we got a good show for you today i'm excited about it i hope you're excited about it so you know what's gonna happen here regardless of the time take that take that take that and regardless of the weather it's always a good time to talk some sports so let's start talking woo back at it like a sports fanatic it's a beautiful day in the sports neighborhood we had another exciting weekend of 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 football as as football as football is actually maintaining its 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 relevancy but you know what this is actually the time the time of year that football should be interesting but college football college football really did its thing with that whole entire shakeup of the college football playoffs where we had Clemson at number one and Oklahoma over here at number two. They had Alabama sitting on the outskirts at number five. And yet, we told you they had Auburn at number four, Wisconsin at number three. We told you. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember at all. But we definitely did tell you that if everybody, and we do mean everybody, if everybody did their jobs, meaning if Clemson beat Miami, if Oklahoma beat, who did Oklahoma have to pay? Who do remember? The Boomer Sooners was rolling. But if the Sooners um, did their job, if Wisconsin beat, what was it? Ohio State. If Auburn did its job, then they would have all made it into the finals. As we all know, Alabama didn't have to do anything. Alabama's kind of like Notre Dame, in case you don't realize it. Meaning that they don't have like a conference championship or anything of that nature. It's it's college football playoff or bust for them. So there is no there is no second prize. Like right now Miami's gonna play in the Sugar Bowl. And not for nothing. Miami, the way they played 
the way they played. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. I will bring to Andy up. you get your Barbie chain yet. They got their turnover chain snatched. I mean, viciously, those guys put up a field goal in all of play. The whole entire game. And you know, you know what's so bad? You know, you know what's really, really bad? Is that you you know exactly what happened to them. It's no, it's no, there's no surprise that after that Notre Dame game, things just weren't the same for them. That Notre Dame game was their national championship game. That was the creme de la creme for them. That 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 game against Notre Dame ruled everything around them. And once they got past that, it wasn't the same. They couldn't pick themselves up anymore. And that ultimately led to Miami's demise. As remember, listen, they lost to a bad Pittsburgh team that took them that ultimately took them out of out of the top four because they were in the top four just two weeks ago. And then of of course being obliterated by Clemson. So now what do we have is Clemson, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and wait, sorry, that's the wrong one. We'll come back to that one. But we have Clemson now being able to take on Alabama in the first round. And listen, that's a beautiful matchup in his in his own right because for the last two years, or now three years. Right, but for the past two years, we've seen Alabama and Clemson face off in the national championship, and rightfully so. And we and, and we've also seen Clemson surpass them last year, as being after they were right there on the cusp the year before that. So, in a year where Alabama does take a bad loss at the end, and we still see Clemson rolling, rolling, rolling. It is fitting that, hey, you know what? If you really still are the team that has taken the next step while Alabama is taking that step back, then knock them out in the first round. Show everybody that the team that you face now for the third time end this trilogy. Because this is the rubber match that, listen, we all wanted to see in some way, shape, or form. And I'm actually glad we're not seeing it in the national championship game. That oddly makes me smile. So now, something dynamic is going to happen in that first round. And then we're going to see who has the moxie to step up between that two and three seed. Because them boys still have to play too. Them boys are still in it too. While Miami. While Miami. Prepares for their sugar bowl. Go ahead, sugar. Go ahead and prepare for your bowl. But obviously, that's not the only football that happened. We had week 13 of the playoffs. I mean, sorry, not the playoffs of the NFL season. I say playoffs. Remember me telling you last year, last week, right? If you can't remember, I was telling you last week that this week starts the, the fantasy football playoffs. So, 
these last four weeks of the season still matter. And these are going to be some of the weirdest games to try to judge because you need to make sure that your, your team is not sitting down players for any kind of reason. Just because maybe they don't need to win the game. Or maybe because they already... The game doesn't have any meaning to them. Watch out for those teams like Philly. Because there's those kind of teams that may have a guy that takes an early bench and just to, you know, get a few nicks and bruises resolved. But that's also why the same reason why the NFL has made sure that at the end of the season, you have a lot of, of division opponents. So if anything matters, it's going to be fantasy football. It's going to be a rivalry game as we just saw him with Monday Night Football. Or this past Monday Night Football game. That rivalry games do matter. And they carry a little bit extra weight. So, without any further ado, let's just go in to what we have here in the My Team Football Pool. Oh, we, oh, we can go back to the original. We used to call this the multi-vest games of the week. You know, where we get their picks in. It's going to be a long one. Let's not do that. We're going to go here. Because we want to go fast. We want to speed this up. And let's let you guys know as, 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 in, 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 in good fashion, in good fashion, in old school fashion, that we do have the Knicks game going on in the background. I don't know what the score is, but I know the Knicks are losing at home against Memphis. And we'll talk some basketball a little bit later. That's why I said we're going to go fast today. We're going to make sure we get things in and out as only we can. Mightily. In and out. So... Oh my god, it's a good day. It's a good day. Okay, so I'm no longer distracted. First game's first. We have Washington versus Dallas. And we picked Washington to win this game, and Washington did disappoint us. As Dallas came out of nowhere, Dallas did exactly what that... Dallas did the thing that we said that they would have to do if they were to win games, because it was unexcusable, or we couldn't understand it. We couldn't fathom why they weren't running their other two running backs. As if they had one running back. Because we still want guys like Alfred Marvin and Derrick McFadden that can still pound the rock. If given enough touches and if split enough touches, yeah, both of these guys may have had some injury, injury, you know, injuries in their past that may have kept them out of a lineup for a full season. But these guys have been fairly good when, when, when split in time. I remember Derrick McFadden in Oakland. Like, he did well when he was split in time. So... They ran that ball. They did. They executed their game. And Des Bryant had a, what a hundred yard receipt, had a hundred yard reception game for the first time in God knows how long. As Washington is doing what Washington does, and they're, and they're up and down and they're finicky. And listen, and Kirk Cousins is still looking good enough to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos next year, along with Eli Manning and a bunch of other people. Look at that later too. Kansas City went into New York to take on the Jets, and the Jets pulled out a good, hard. For victory, the way that the Jets have been doing all year long, where not not necessarily winning all of those games, but playing hard until the end. But give them give them the kudos for finding a way to pull out this victory. As listen, as well as much as I'm giving them kudos for finding for finding a way to pull out the victory, like K Kansas City basically did what Kansas City has been doing for the last six seven games, and that has just been losing losing in horrific fashion. And it's not for the fact that their offense hasn't been able to put up points; it's for the fact that their defense couldn't. Stop a nosebleed. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, like they, 
they, they, they, they, they couldn't stop a two-year-old from getting to the stairs. <laughs> that, that, that kind of thing. Like, they're just, they're just, just, the, the defense has just been bad. And, and they, not for nothing, not for nothing, they did take a bad loss in their defense earlier this year. And we didn't know how it was going to affect them. And in the long haul, we're seeing exactly how it was affecting them. That, that defense just gives up way too many points and forces Alex Smith to have to come back from way too many games. And we kind of know Alex Smith's record, his resume, his forte when it comes to comeback games or having to come back. Yeah, them early games where he was up early was good. Knicks update. <laughs> Memphis 47, Knicks 38. So we know his resume, and that's the reason why it's looked like he's about to be benched twice now for a younger, more athletic, more dynamic quarterback. By a coach that definitely does know how to coach quarterbacks at that too. Let's see how many more we can get in before we get to our first commercial break. Because our first commercial break is a doozy. And you're going to want to stay tuned for that one. We have the New England... You know what? We have the New England Patriots taking on the Buffalo Bills. And we had New England winning. And New England won in, good, in, 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 in impressive fashion. But in, a, but in a very disgusting manner. As only the Patriots can't always find a way to look despicable. In such greatness. New England beat Buffalo 23-3. to And when we come back from this commercial break. I am going to tell you how disgusted I am. Because I don't know if I was watching a football game or a wrestling match. Table, ladders, and chairs style. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Cruz's legacy is a foundation. Thriving to help peripheral neuropathy, a side effect from chemotherapy that drops the victim's core body temperature to bone-chilling levels. To help get through this trying process, the Cruz's Legacy Foundation is asking for donations to provide gloves, scarves, hats, and more to as many chemo survivors as possible. For donations and information, just go to youcaring.com backslash Cruz's Legacy. That's youcaring.com, C-R-U-Z-S, Legacy. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're still listening, that means you're listening in one of the many ways that I try to bring this podcast to you. Even though some people like to complain that it's not in one particular spot. I mean, you got to get over it, B. We're we're everywhere that you want to be. We're on TuneIn Radio. You can find it on MyTRadio.net. You can find it at MyTSports.net. You can go to MixLR.com or you can download the MixLR app. Everywhere that you want, and as we're done here, you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it throughout the week on the My T Radio station, and it'll be up on the website for just regular consumption. Everywhere that you want, you want your sports. I'm getting it to you. Listen, pretty soon we're gonna, we're gonna be on iTunes. We'll be there soon. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna work on that. That's that's the next evolution of this, obviously. But while we are going to take the next evolution in our process, it looked like Patriots play are taking a D-evolution. 
And I'm talking about that one play. That If you don't know what I'm talking about, we're talking about Tom Brady steps back to pass. He goes back. He passes it to Gronk, who is streaming along the sideline. And the Buffalo defender undercuts the ball, catches it clean, and intercepts it. Falls out of bounds. Is out of bounds for a good three to five seconds before Ron Gronkowski, yeah, the Gronk, decides to go from one end of the ring to the other end of the ring, gain some momentum, throw off an elbow pad. Actually, he kept on straightened up his elbow pad. That one with the metal brace in it, you know, that, that helps him secure because he's been banged, he's banged his elbow so many times. And drives it like a people's elbow right into the back of the neck of the Dolphins defender. Or like a AJ Clash Styles, whatever it's called, dynamic elbow. That's what it looked like. It looked like the Patriots' elbow. A dirty, rotten, cheap shot. And to be honest with you, Ron Gronkowski should be fined a game check for every week that that Dolphins, I mean, that Buffalo player has to miss a game because of the concussion protocol. He could have ruined his life. Not just his career, his life. We saw what just happened in Pittsburgh. That could have been him being carted off. Because he couldn't feel his legs for a certain amount of time. He, he drove his elbow into the base of his neck. Right there at the spine. That was Rob Gronkowski. And to be honest with you. If Rob Gronkowski didn't have a 15 year history of being this big old lovable goofball. You know, you understand? That is just that is just wild on tent antics. Who hasn't touched any of his NFL contract because he just lives off his endorsement money. If he hasn't been this big of a lovable character, if he had done this in the early stages of his career, we would be talking about him the way that we're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and his dirty tactics. So, unfortunately, for right now. As appealing and as appalling as it, it is. Or is it appalling that he even attempted to appeal that fine? His one game suspension. Surprised he only got a one game suspension. I think he should have got a five game suspension. They should have let him appeal that and then reduced it down to three. He should have been sitting out for the remainder of the season. Even though there's four games left in the season. He should have been coming back on week 18. Week 19. Week 17. Whichever week it is. <laughs> but instead, they're going to have a mini buy. They're going to come down here to Miami. They're going to whoop up on the Dolphins. And they're going to fly back up to New England. And they're going to prepare to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's a shame that Gronk is actually able to get away with that because 
I'm not gonna lie to you. There's a part of me that is that is highly disturbed by it. Highly, highly, highly disturbed by it. But I'm not gonna sit here and cry over spilt milk. Ron Garcia is gonna get his one-game suspension. That'll be good enough for me, even though we should have gotten more. But it's a despicable play. I'm talking about it. It's despicable as the one that I called that that I've been. Been calling Odell Beckham Jr. a dirty player for, for what he put on Josh Norman. Like, it's that level of, of disgustingness. So, the New England Patriots went into Buffalo and they whipped them on Buffalo 23 3. Denver went into Miami and stunk up the place as Denver has just been finding ways to stink. Like, Denver might as well just go ahead and, and assign Tim Tebow at, at this point. San Francisco and the Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, appearance, unveiling, unmasking, debut, happening in Chicago. Another sorry team with a high crime rate. Something's going on in Chicago. Like, you guys realize that, that the thing going on in Chicago is like third world country bad. Like, really, really third world country bad. But San Francisco beat, beat the, the Chicago Bears 15-14. Detroit went into Baltimore and got whooped up 20-44 to as we got that game correct. And we got the San Francisco-Chicago game wrong as well as the Denver and Miami game wrong. As well as the Tampa Bay and Green Bay game wrong. Like, who knew that, that Green Bay would win that game 26-20? Minnesota continued their win, continued their winning ways, and beat up on Atlanta fourteen to nine. Houston beat Tennessee thirteen to twenty. Houston lost to Tennessee, sorry, thirteen to twenty-four. Listen, without Deshaun Watson, we told you there's no there's no reason to pick games for them. Like some some of these things don't don't need that much of a breakdown. Indiana went into Jacksonville, no Andrew Luck. Jacksonville won. Cleveland went into the Chargers. And lost 10 to 19. The Rams went into Arizona, beat them 32 to 16. Giants went into Oakland and lost 17 to 24. But they didn't just lose 17 to 24. If you remember the controversy about this game last week, was the fact that as the Knicks are tied now 49 to 49 with Memphis, was the fact that they decided to bench Eli Manning. And it wasn't to look into their young rookie quarterback it was to see what Geno Smith can do Geno Smith he wanted to see what he can do so as of right now Geno Smith did not was not able to finish that game Eli Manning came back in and as of this very moment, Eli Manning is once again the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. Eli Manning has gotten his job back because he should have never lost his job to begin with. And because it was such tomfoolery, because they 
fudged it up so bad. The general manager and the head coach both lost their job for fucking up. <laughs> it's that honest. It was that simple. Eli Manning is back as the quarterback and the general manager and the head coach are gone. Because you can't sit down Eli Manning in any way, shape, or form for Geno Smith. I don't care if Eli Manning went into the first quarter and threw seven interceptions and fumbled three times it will still be better than anything that Geno Smith has put it'll be still better than the best work that Geno Smith has ever put together in his whole entire football career going back to Pee Wee when he used to play on the street corner with Juju and them Bench Eli for Gino motherfucking Smith. The cock sucking nerves of those two motherfuckers. Ah, oh, man, you got see? That's how much, like, that. That's. How bad it got. And that's why the New York Giants have a new general or in the hunt for a new general manager and new head coach with four games left into the season. That's a quarter of the season. 17 games. <laughs> okay. That's a quarter of the season. And it's kind of what they needed. And once again, as we have said this many and many of times on right here on the show, this can all be dated back to the Tom Coughlin firing. Let's finish this up. We had Carolina going to New Orleans to take a 21-31 loss. We had Philadelphia going to Seattle to take a 10-24 loss. As that was the Monday night game. Ooh, I mean the Sunday night game. Ooh, that boy, Russell Wilson, looking like he does. Again, at the end of the season, just clicking at the right time. And we are realizing that as Russell Wilson goes is how that team goes. Because right now, the defense isn't quite holding up their end of the bargain. I say quite because they are. Based off of who they have now, they fully are holding up their end of the bargain. They are. But Russell Wilson just has to do a little bit more. And you know what? More than anybody else. That offensive line isn't holding up their end of the bargain. But I think that's just how they practice the game now. Like, it just looks like they aren't. But that's how they uh, allow Russell Wilson to work and maneuver and function. And Jesus, does this boy put in some mileage during the, during the whole entire course of a game. He looks like he's playing basketball out there. Although he looks like a tennis star out there. Like, he's just constantly moving. And the game that had the whole, the other game that had the whole entire football world in an uproar was this Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati game where Pittsburgh won 23-20. to as we saw Vontae Burfick, the guy that is usually known for taking, for, for handing out big hits, take a big hit. A big hit that put him on his ass bag. That, that definitely, definitely rang his bell. And 
Not for nothing. Who is it? Juju Smith for the for the for the for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was he was the one that got fined, and he's gonna sit down a game as well. He's gonna sit down the same one game that Ron Gronkowski is getting sit down for for being a, a disgusting, um, despicable human being. I mean, just the kind of person that you just want to on. Yeah, that was that was that kind of shit. So. That game was just hard body. Like, it was just some hard-nosed football. But, based off how football is played these days, it looked a lot more uncouth than what it normally is. But, it's kind of how a football game looks when two teams are really out there trying to knock each other's socks off. We're done with this week in the NFL. When we come back, we gotta get into some. We gotta get into some basketball. We gotta talk about these polls that I have for you. And oh, don't forget about the tip. When we come back, week fourteen of the NFL. Martial arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's taekwondo, karate, yoga, summer, spring, or fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, don't wait. Go to xfmartialarts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts, located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561 276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell him Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. We are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for still listening after all of these years. This is like three years now. But also, thank you for still listening when... I have a tentative start time of just eight ish, and you, and you, my, my fan base, the guys that I, the people that I love more than anything in the world, you guys understand it and realize that yeah, that could be anywhere from like eight o'clock to like eight forty nine ish. So I do appreciate you always being able to stick around with me and listen on a Wednesday. But we also do have a new platform coming up. Listen, we're also going to be sharing the show with. 24-7 Miami. So, I know you've heard me mention them before. I know you've heard me talk about them before. But, yeah, things are finally at a, at a, at a place and a time where we are not only going to be on MyTRadio.net, TuneIn Radio, oh, MyTSports.net, MixLR, but we're also going to be on 247Miami.com. So, check me out there. Check out the whole other lineups. Because we have the couch on there. I believe you still have Now Trending. You also have Millennial One-on-One on there. So there's a bunch of shows on there. They got a little bit of variety. But if you really want the number one show on the station, then you're listening to it right now. <laughs> the Mighty Sports Podcast. And anytime you, you want to catch an episode, just come on down to the site. MightySports.net. That's M-Y-T-Sports.net. 
as we're seeing some highlights here. As with Washington versus Portland. Portland player saves the ball. Jacks up three. Falling back. Yaka. That one is good. Four. Three. Should have seen the save. Wish I could tell who that save was. That might have been a Plumley. Is a Plumley playing on Portland? Number four comes from the same game. Washington versus Portland. And listen, there's a reason why they should be showing this Washington versus Portland game. As, oof, 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 oof. As the Morris twin gets blocked at the rim. More by the rim than by, by, the, by the opposing player. But he gets the finger anyway. Well, something you have to find out. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal with the absence of Mr. John to the window to the wall. Put up 51 points. Now, God, I don't want to sidetrack so, so much. I, I don't like the, all these players that aren't scoring 100 or at least not breaking 70. Holding up this piece of paper in front of them as if they're vote Chamberlain. Scoring 100. I'm sorry, B. You scored half of what he scored. Like, he got. You shouldn't have been holding up a piece of paper with your number on it. You should have been holding up your phone with a tweet. Like, are you serious? But that's another, that's another topic for another day. What we are here to talk about is week 14 in football. Because week 14 is the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. So, so a lot of these matches still matter. For, the, for at least this week, it's going to be that back end of your playoffs that you're going to have to worry about. So let's start picking these games. Have we used this already? Let's going to go here. Let's bring J-Lo back. First up, we have New Orleans versus Atlanta. And New Orleans is one of those teams that have been red hot, only losing one of, out of their last nine games. So I'm going to expect them to be able to go into Atlanta and take on an Atlanta team that has been struggling. As, listen, the NFL um, continues to provide us with parity and parity and parity because they always say that out of all of the teams that make it to the playoffs, you're guaranteed that at least five of them is not going to make At least five of them is not going to make it back into the playoffs that very next year. And, and look here, Atlanta, the team that made it to the Super Bowl is on the verge of not making it to the playoffs. It is that close for them. And as, as Atlanta has some urgency that needs to play with, uh, New Orleans is, is also looking to prove something. As right now, they have as good as a year as any, as, as they have ever had for Drew Brees to go in there and capture his second ring so that he can be in there with the talks of the Elis, the Peyton Mannings, the Roethlisberger's. And to elevate him so he can be talked be talk in the same category. Not in the same categories, but at least in the light of Tom Brady. At least in the light of Tom Brady. Of the true great multiple champions of our era. Or of this era. So, I'm excited for this run for New Orleans. I hope they don't blow it. This should be a game that they come in there with, with the utmost motivation. And they should be able to take care of business in Atlanta. Next up, we have Green Bay going up against Cleveland. And I'm not going to, and even though I told you that I don't find any, not, not a lot of ways that Green Bay should be able to win games without Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know what? Cleveland has found every way to lose a game no matter who you put in there. Even when you get Josh Gordon coming back. Last week, he had, I believe, a good, like, what, 11 targets? Put up a good 80-something yards? 11 targets, like, 7 catches, 80-something yards. So, he's already, he's already proven that he is going to be the number one target coming up already in Cleveland. So, there goes your first fantasy tip for the week. Pick up Josh Gordon if he's out there. Because he is, look, because he is one of the few guys that you know for a fact 
is going to be playing all the way through the end of the season, regardless of what his team is doing, because he still has something to prove. That's a great pickup to have. And yes, we are picking Green Bay to win that game. We have Detroit going into Tampa Bay, and we have Detroit beating Tampa Bay. And listen, we have that that Detroit wide receiver putting up massive numbers. As I'm not quite sure what's going on with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is just thing. And the bad thing about Tampa Bay is that you kind of need to have both of their wide receivers to kind to, to kind of gauge any kind of relevancy when it comes to them, because you never know who's going to do what. And sometimes you can still have both and have and get nothing done. So I'm, I don't even want to have anything left to do with Tampa Bay. Drop everybody from Tampa Bay. Put them in the trash. They are Basuda, B. They are Basuda. Put them on the floor. Stomp on them. It's a wrap. You don't need any more players for them. We have Oakland going into Kansas City. And as bad as Kansas City has looked, I don't think that it could be as bad as Oakland. Not while they're playing in Kansas City. I look at Kansas City to get back off their losing streak and finally win another game. We have Minnesota coming into Carolina, and I like what Minnesota has been doing. Minnesota has Minnesota keeps finding ways to win no matter what, even though this is Cam Newton. Even though this is a division game? It is still a winnable game. As the Knicks are tied at the half, 49 to 49. This is great. But I'm looking at Minnesota to stay hungry because this is the game that would matter. Out of out of out of a lot of games that they have played this far, you understand when you're going into the last quarter of, of this season, this is when you're really showing everybody who you are. Like there was a beginning where where you caught a couple people by surprise, and then you get towards the middle where you're trying to stabilize yourself and you're trying to now make an identity. Now this is you have your identity now for most teams. This is when you prove to everybody who you are. And Minnesota needs to prove that they can beat teams like Carolina. When Carolina has everything that they still need to play for. San Francisco should also go into Houston and beat Houston. I have Indiana going into Buffalo to take an L. I have Cincinnati winning against Chicago. Obviously. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I have Dallas going into, 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 the, into New York and beating them up bad. Like, it's, it's not going to be pretty. I have Tennessee beat in Arizona. In Arizona. I have the Jets beat in Denver because Denver has just been finding ways to lose. But you know what? While the Jets probably shouldn't have beat Kansas City, the Jets will find a way to lose to Denver. They would. It'll, it'll be the Jet thing to do. It would be. I have the Chargers beat in Washington. Jacksonville losing to Seattle. Wow. Do I really have that? I have the Rams beating Philly. I have Pittsburgh beating Baltimore. And I have New England drowning the Dolphins in their own sorrow. And folks, that was all the picks for week 14. Any questions? Anything that you want to know? Don't forget, you can always direct. Send me a tweet. Hit me up on Facebook, Mighty Sports. It's everywhere on Twitter, Mighty Sports. Um, Snapchat, my T-Sport. I'm, I'm everywhere, B. And just as I'm everywhere, so am, so am, so are my polls. And I had a really good, strong poll this week. I had a couple of them this week. Like three really good, strong polls this week. Well, I'm going to have to pause. One of those kind of came about because, listen, I, 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 I was trying to entertain a co-worker. 
<laughs> and and they're a Kobe fanatic, and, and they insisted that in some way, shape, or form, that Kobe is coming back into the NBA. This person also believes that LeBron James is going to LA, and I, I just realized at some point in time that this person is just a Kobe fanatic. That there is no getting through to them whatsoever. So, I wanted to entertain. I was like, you know what? I'm not crazy here. You're the crazy one. Like, like you are completely local. If you think that Kobe is coming back for any way, shape, or form. Like, did you not see Mamba out? But, I still said I would take a poll. Pause. To figure it out. And so I did. With 3,000 votes. Ish. Is Kobe making a comeback into the NBA? As the Knicks take an early lead to come out of the half, 56 to 51. A little under 10 minutes left. With the choices of yes, no, it's crazy talk, and whoa, Black Mamba! <laughs> Overwhelmingly. Nobody picked Crazy Talk or Black Mamba. It was a simple yes and no. 1,000 people believe that Kobe will make a comeback. Which means that there are just 1,000 Kobe fanatics out there that are just insane. But, ish. Let's not ignore the 2,000 people that said that there's no way possible he's making a comeback. As it was overwhelming, 67% of the people said Kobe will not make a comeback. Only 33% of the vote. But that 33 is a strong 33%. Like, if, I, like if we would have gotten this number based off the fact that, like, of Kyrie's thing, is the earth flat? Like, I would have to look at you guys a little bit weird. Like, like you understand? Like, this is about that many numbers. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I could have done a poll and say, like, hey, did you vote for Donald Trump? And I still would and I would have gotten about the same amount of numbers back. <laughs> like... Things are odd, but the truth prevailed. Kobe isn't coming back. We all know Kobe isn't coming back. Those thousand people are just loony. They're crazy. They're insane. But we gotta finish up our NBA talk. We gotta finish up the last segment of the show. As, listen, as, you, as you can see, we got a lot of things coming up. So we gonna finish up the last segment of the show, talking heavily about basketball. We we gotta get in there because. I, I needed to get back to somewhere. I need. I needed to get back to these roots of watching not only Knicks games, but also making sure I start catching more than anything these Heat games. Because I understand Heat games just aren't entertaining anymore now that LeBron and them have left. But they are still in my city that I live in. And I got to give them some kind of attention. And we're going to do that when we come back from this commercial break. Let me put you on a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money. 
and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. Even family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. This is Talon Omar Dela, Mr. Energy. Take that, take that, take that, take that, take that himself. Take that, take that, take that. You are still listening on MightySports.net, MightyRadio.net, MixLR, TuneIn Radio, and the Re-Ear on 247Miami.com. Thank you, Lou, by the way, for following up with me. I appreciate that. I really do. And don't worry, Josh, I'll be following up with you pretty soon. Listen, I'm, I'm back in the mix. I had, to, I had to take care of some things. Like, like things are awkward when, when, like, I know I don't, I ain't talk, get a chance to really talk about it. I don't go in much into my, but, but when you, like, become the unofficial executor of, of an estate because, you know, you just have to make sure you help out the person that is the official executor of the estate as much as possible because it is kind of rougher for them. And time isn't easy. Don't have a lot of time. But, listen, don't want to get too personal with you guys. Like, because, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that gets very personal. (laughs) Mix up 63 to 51. So, talking about personal. Let's get personal because some things happen, right? <clears throat> Most of my friends are one of two things, right? <laughs> they're either Spanish, most of them Puerto Rican, or they're from New York. So for most of them, these last two polls were kind of relevant to them. They could understand where these polls were coming from and where they were going and where they were coming and where they were going and where they were coming. In the first poll with 36,000 votes was Kodo robbed. Four choices. All the way. Nope. It was fear. What? I just love polls. And last, 82 million. Eh. I'm good. Because yeah, that's what Kodo got for that fight. Win, lose, or draw. 82 million he was going to come away with at minimum from what I heard. I didn't check out the final numbers to see exactly what he ended up coming up with. But, listen, that was, that was the night of the national championship. I'm not a national championship, but the last week of that whole college football fiasco. That Clemson-Miami debacle. 
prime time and you put up a field goal. You should be embarrassed. You should feel like you really should feel like Michael Crabtree. Like that's what happened. Like you got debo you got punked on national television for a chain that you bragged about. So, back to the polls. With an outstanding, listen, I'm really surprising because I didn't get a chance to see all of the fight. Right? But the rounds that I saw, it looked like Kodo was doing Kodo work. But I'm also watching it from the side where I'm watching Kodo more than I'm watching the other guy. And it didn't look like either one of them were really imposing their will. And we just saw Kodo win a championship. So, as far as I know, Kodo was a champ as well. And he came out there, and the rounds that I saw, he looked to be holding his own. But 53% of the voters said, nope, it was fear. Kodo lost that fight. 14% of the people just love polls, and 17% both said, hey, yeah, he was robbed all the way. And another 17 said, 82 million, eh, they were good anyway. last the last poll I want to update you guys with understand this is still talking about New York 49,000 votes Eli Manning's benching is the right move straight bullshit still shocking who I just love polls once again, we have a little tie in here somewhere. But, not surprisingly, that only 4% of the people thought Mario Chalmers. He's in Memphis. Oh, I'm sorry. Since I have to see Mario Chalmers, I guess I just have to say Zaza Pachulia. That's it. 4% of the people thought it was the right move. 14% of the people thought it was it was still shocking. And another 14% just really loved polls. That's consistent both from, 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 from the first poll to this poll. 14% of the people that, I, that I'm dealing with just really love polls. It's good to know. I'm going to throw you a number at the, end of this, at the end of the show. Make sure you call it. You can work out some poll stats. With an outstanding, if you've done the math so far, 67 people. It's a landslide. 67% of the people thought that this was straight bullshit. And we, st we straight told you that even the owner thought it was straight bullshit because we saw what happened. He fired the head coach and the general manager that orchestrated benching and embarrassing Eli Manning. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there's no reason that Eli Manning should be out there looking like Tyrese in his locker room. There's no reason why, you know what I mean, he's doing the... <laughs> I just want my baby back. Like, yeah. No. So we have some basketball games that came up, right? We have some basketball games that are coming up. That passed last week for the New York Knicks. First one, 
On November 29th, we had the Knicks taking on the Miami Heat. And the Knicks came away with a very, very impressive victory as they put a spanking on the sorry-ass Heat. As they defeated them, embarrassed them, made them look like Eli Manning in, the, in his locker room. I'm talking about Michael Crabtree against Talib. We're talking about... 115 to 86. I don't know what you guys are going to try to say. They didn't play with Hassan Whiteside. But you know what? The Knicks didn't play with Christoph Porzingis either. As this is the first time Christoph Porzingis tonight is against Memphis. It's the first time Christoph Porzingis has been back in a has been placed in, in about a week as the Knicks open up their lead to 12, 68 to 56. Christoph Porzingis left that game kind of early. And that game was carried by Enos Kanter, who posted up a double-double, 22 points and 14 rebounds. Enos Kanter has continued to impress me this season. And I'm telling you that Enos Kanter is doing the job that we wanted huh, as, I think they just called the Knicks for a foul as, not Tyson Chandler, who's this Chandler? Um, Parson Chandler flopped. But... Next score up by 13. Enos Kanter is doing everything that we wanted Joakim Noah to do. And the thing about it, Enos Kanter wasn't always like this. You know how Enos Kanter got like this? By playing with Russell Westbrook. A year without Kevin Durant. And he saw... The kind of veracity, the kind of focus, the kind of tenacity that uh, they call his kind of a traveling as he try to work, as he try to do some work in the post. That he saw the kind of tenacity that Russell Westbrook came and played with every single game. The kind of nastiness that you have to have, the kind of camaraderie you have to have the kind of brotherhood that you need to that you that you need to express and he's bringing that to new york and listen it was one of those things that i was hoping remember we said this one of those things that we were hoping really that joe noah and what's his name the power forward i'm forgetting his name young guy three years in the league so far but been here for the knicks but Joe Keep Noah more than anything, we was gonna hope that he can pass that on to, to pass it on to Hernan Gomez. And be so Hernan Gomez as a young as a young up and coming big man would be able to get a little bit of nasty to him. But now what we're seeing is Enos Kanter is the one with that little bit of nastiness. And Hernan Gomez can now come along slowly because listen, we know Joe Keep Noah isn't coming anywhere anytime soon. As as um, as rumors are, are, are already spiking that they're going to try to use that veteran medical exemption where they're able to take this, this contract, extend it out over the course of how many years and only pay him five five years and be able to cut him, only pay him five years per year. It'll be extended instead of having to pay him for two years or one year. They'll be able to pay him five years for the, five years for the next five years. He'll eat up $5 million in salary cap. And based upon the salary cap is going up, $5 million is going to be basically like 500000 in NBA money, salary money. And listen, it frees up a roster spot, it frees up some money, and it allows us to, to get some things done. As Michael Beasley comes into the game, his Knicks need is reduced to 9, 60 to 69. 
with three and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Kylo Quinn, that's his name. As soon as I saw his face, I remembered who he was. The Knicks also last week took on the Orlando Magic on the 3rd of December, and they lost that game 105-100 to as they allowed Vujovic to put up 34 points, Fournier to put up 20. Again, once again, they had no Kristoff Porzingis. Enos Cantor put up a double-double again with 18 points and 16 rebounds. Michael Beasley decided to show up with 21 points, and, and David, not David Lee, but Lee, ah, oh, what's his name? Courtney Lee put up 19 points, but it still wasn't enough as the Knicks fell by 5 at home to the Magic. And on the 4th, we had the Knicks taking on the Indiana Pacers. And we had the re-emergence of Lance Make You Dance. As well, Lance Stevenson didn't put up a lot of points. Lance Stevenson came there and was able to, to provide the spark plug that he has always been known to be. The all-around player, scorer, passer, shooter. And just all-around ball of energy as it seems to be just to be working for him in Indiana. Like, everywhere else he's gone, like, like, they try to give him some money and put him in roles. I believe it was Charlotte or, or Memphis to give him some bigger roles and it just didn't work out. But he goes in Indiana, he gets a reduced role and you know what, he's thriving again. Lance Stevenson is at home. I, and we really thought he was going to be good in Brooklyn at one point in time too. But Lance Stevenson is at home in Indiana more than anything else. But he wasn't the one that killed, that killed the Knicks. As once again... The Knicks had no Christoph Porzingis. They came out there a little flat. I mean, very flat, as this was their second game from a back-to-back. -back. They had no players at all that scored above 20 points. That's to show you the kind of game that they had. Like I said, Boogie Down Lance made an impression. But... Come on, Victor Oladipo only put up 16 points. Thaddeus Young only, you know, he dropped 20. The Knicks just had a bad game. Really bad game. Which is kind of opposite of what they're having right now. They're, having, they're actually having a really good comeback game against Memphis. But like you said, that whole entire week I just mentioned, none, no, 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 no whatsoever, no Christoph Porzingis. And we are seeing that make a world of difference. That's just Memphis kind of struggling anyway. Memphis has kind of been struggling anyway. As we see the Knicks putting on a little tournament for some guys, he's trying to shoot free throws to try to earn money. And he is just missing out. Time after time. How much time does he have? Okay. 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 He just won 500. Okay. He's up to 750. He just bricked that off at the top. How, many, how much? Oh, he has seven seconds. Six. Five. Seven, 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 753. Two. He's going to get one last shot off. And he got a thousand. Look at that. Good for you, buddy. One of them little Kia between the quarter events that the Knicks are holding. Sorry. Got a little carried away. Got a little carried away. I mean, I get excited about things like that. I get excited about things like that. There's a guy getting excited that my homegirl started a whole entire foundation to, to treat peripheral neuropathy. So that's what some of those commercials are about. You're going to hear it again at the end of the season. I mean, at the end of the show. As he airballed to the right. The half-court shot to double his money. But also, as we told you, I'm not just going to talk about these Knicks games anymore. I'm not just going to talk about these Knicks games anymore. I'm also going to make sure I include these Miami Heat.
Cause my boys with hybrid hype game, hybrid hype gaming. Oh, these these boys are all doing it big. Every other every other week, they're having an event or some kind of tournament that you can take yourself to, and and basically they have a gaming party, a big old gaming party. Stay tuned. I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some more information on what those guys are doing down there as well. Because I feel like I've been, I've been kind of neglected them, and, I, and that's the last thing I want to do. So here we go, folks. We have the, these games for the Miami Heat. <coughs> and the Miami Heat this last past week, as we already discussed, they took on the, the New York Knicks and they lost horrifically, as they as they got 18 points out of Kelly Olynyk. But more more notably, they didn't have Hassan Whiteside. And just like the, how the Knicks didn't have Christoph Porzingis for that whole entire week and came away with a record of one in, um, one out of one out of three, so they went in they had a record of one and two. Miami Heat basically did the same exact thing without Hassan Whiteside. They only were able to pull away one victory out of three games this past week. They lost to the Knicks, eighty-six to fifteen. They actually beat Charlotte, one hundred to one hundred five. Ironically, the same exact score that the Knicks lost to when they lost to Orlando. As Listen, it was a good game. It was a very good game. As he had for the Charlotte Hornets, I believe, if I remember correctly, they had seven players in double digits. The Miami Heat had five players in double digits. They had Richardson, who had put up 27 points to lead all scorers. But like I said, no, Hassan Whiteside, not on that team, does make a world of a difference. That team does not look the same. That team does not defend the same. That team... Can't do quite the same things. And that's the That's the hard part. Because like I said, it's kinda like the Knicks. Like you just can't do the same things. But for the Miami Heat, it's it's it affects them way more on the defensive end. And let's not let's not say that the Christoph Porzingis doesn't greatly def, um greatly affect the defensive side of the ball when it comes for, comes to the Knicks. Because he does. He is really big for them. On the defensive end, he is becoming, or he is, yeah, very much becoming one of the better rim protectors and shot blockers in this league, and and that is undeniable. And we're and we're talking about not just shot blockers, but rim protectors, flat out protectors of the rim. Do not get it twisted. So the Knicks feel it just like the Miami Heat feel it. So I can sympathize with them a little bit, not too much. They'll get ahead of themselves. And of course, they lost to Golden State, one twenty-three to ninety-five, in a game that Stephen Curry ended up having to leave late because of him trying to steal the ball, twisted his ankle, and now he's out for two weeks. We have Draymond Green out tonight, so basically, this is Kevin Durant's team, the solo lead with 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 Klay Thompson. And listen, if what can possibly happen when your star point guard goes out? There's no any any indication more than so than what we saw in Washington. John Wall goes out, and we see Bradley Beal go up for 51 points. So with Stephen Curry out, I expect Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant to take turns putting up 30 and 40 burgers with, with a 50 piece in there every once in a while. But in that loss to the Golden State Warriors, Drogic put up 20 points as they allowed Stephen Curry to put up 30, Durant to put up 24, Thompson to put up 19. 
And listen, just split up 30 points. Give 15 to Durant, give 15 to Clay, to, to Tristan Thompson, uh, Clay Thompson, and that's kind of where we're going to be at right there. One of them putting up 39 points and the other one putting up 33. That's, good about, that's going to be about the average. I think everybody could agree with that. As, as things are things are moving up and moving along, right? As we said already, tonight the New York Knicks are gonna are gonna be playing the Memphis Grizzlies. As also tonight the Miami Heat starting at eight thirty, so this game should already be in progress. I don't have an update on that game yet. Let me see if I have an update on that game. I don't have an update on that game yet, but I expect San Antonio Spurs to be. And listen, Miami has a brutal schedule this week. They have, but let's get straight into the Knicks first. The Knicks start off this first game with the Memphis Grizzlies, and of course, I expect the Knicks to be able to beat Memphis. The New York Knicks also also going to Chicago to take on Chicago to take on the Chicago Bulls on the knife, and, and the Chicago Bulls are the worst team in the East right now. If you don't know this, so I expect the Knicks to go into Chicago and be able to beat them as well. The New York Knicks go ahead and take on Atlanta, and Atlanta is also another struggling team as as the Atlanta felt Atlanta Hawks. Coming to the coming to the garden to take on the Knicks and New York should pull off a victory there and then we get the ball show. Yes, folks, LA comes into New York to take on the Knicks. So I expect New York to go on a nice little four-game winning streak. This could be the fan of me talking, but I don't see a reason why they shouldn't be able to beat any one of these four teams coming on. Now, the opposite is gonna have to be said about the Miami Heat. But not maybe not so much. Because really I'm only expecting them to struggle tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. And that's because you're going into San Antonio and you're playing against the San Antonio Spurs. You're going against Greg Popovich and you're playing against even though they don't have Kawhi Leonard, you're playing against a team that is just well rounded. It's like playing the New England Patriots. Expect the worst even if Tom Brady isn't there, even if their best player isn't there. I expect the San Antonio Spurs to be able to beat Miami. But then Miami goes into Brooklyn to take on the Nets. And I expect the Miami Heat to be able to take to be able to beat them. As listen, the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks right now, as it stands, both have the the same have matching records of eleven wins and twelve sorry, eleven wins and twelve losses. Just one game under five hundred. After this week, I expect the Knicks to be able to move slightly ahead of them and hopefully move into like that number eight spot right now. They're both sitting just outside. If the players were to start today, they're both sitting right outside playoff contention. And last, the Miami Heat going to, goes into Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. And if the Knicks can beat Memphis, I expect Miami right now to be able to also beat Memphis. So I expect New York. I expect so. I expect New York to go on a little four-game winning streak. They'll probably disappoint me. They'll lose a game against somebody that they shouldn't lose to. It's probably going to be against Atlanta. But Miami just just as impressive. Hopefully they get back with Sean White. So like I said, I didn't see what was going on this week so far. I don't see. I didn't. I didn't see, get the chance to see if he's been playing or not. And 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 even without Hassan Whiteside, they should be able to beat Brooklyn and Memphis. Those are two teams that are just going in the going in the wrong direction. But it's not going in the wrong direction. There are really some horrific teams here that are going in the wrong direction, and there's some teams that are going in the right direction, right? Because it just seems like these days that everybody is putting together a series of games. Whether they're winning them or they're losing them, everybody. Streaking! Streaking! More coming! Everybody's doing it! We're talking about in football, we have the Minnesota Vikings 
with an eight-game winning streak. We have the Cleveland Browns with a 12-game losing streak. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers with a seven-game winning streak. New England Patriots with an eight-game winning streak. This is part of the reason why I don't expect some of these teams to lose anytime soon. We have the Houston Rockets as we come over to the NBA with a seven-game winning streak. The Chicago Bulls have a nine-game losing streak. You see what I'm talking about? Everybody is streaking. Before I done this a couple weeks ago, we have oh, we been talking about this with the college football people. And the Cavs, folks. The Cavs that were struggling to, to be in the playoff picture over the last couple of weeks, they have been highly impressive. And listen, man. Any hate that I throw against LeBron James right now is, is just personal gestural hate at this point. Like, there's not much I can really dislike about this guy except for everything. Because he has found a way to get his team clicking. And just in the nick of time, because pretty soon, they're going to get Isaiah Thomas back right before the All-Star break. And he's going to add another dynamic here. And we're going to see what happens with Derrick Rose. Because Derrick Rose is deciding to take some time off as he wants to determine what he wants to do. He should retire. Derrick Rose should retire. And no, Derrick Rose isn't a Hall of Famer. Derrick Rose needs to retire. The Cavs, folks, are on a 12-game winning streak and counting. Now, while I was surprised that at some point in time that Boston will go on a 14-game winning streak, I am not surprised. That the Cavs have so far gone on a 12-game winning streak. I won't be surprised if the Cavs go on a 16-game winning streak. These are the Cavs. It is LeBron James. You are talking about... Wait, you know what? Cut the music. Cut the music. Must I remind you who LeBron James is? Must I remind you who he is? Well, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach because I'm the best player in the world. I have a huge basketball IQ. That's LeBron James, the greatest player in the world with a huge basketball IQ. The generous king himself. As the Knicks are up 76 to 67. LeBron James has his team rolling. Call it what you want. Clicking in all cylinders, firing on all axles, greasing on all wheels, flicking on all... Actually, I don't think that's a saying. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Alan T. Taylor. That is the show. Thank you very much for listening. Whew, I know it was a lot. I know you're wondering, like, where are my tips? Where, where, where are my tips today? Like, wait, I, I was supposed to, like, I told you, I don't have much fantasy football tips for you today. It's, it's just one of those things. The biggest tip I can give you about fantasy football right now is the tip that I gave you last week. If you were paying attention. And that is, all you need to do is stick at this point with the players that got you there. The players that got you there are your players that got you there for a reason. They've been your starters for your reason. 
They've been your consistent players for a reason. Trust them. Trust the process. And trust that they're going to bring you a fantasy football championship. But, do go out there and get Josh Gordon. And just so you don't feel too bad and too nostalgic, I'll make sure I give you the tip at the end the way that you really want it. The mighty fantasy football tips. Not winning tips, just tips. Tips. Just the tip? Just the tip! Just the tip! Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. My tea! Cruz's legacy is a foundation. Thriving to help peripheral neuropathy. A side effect from chemotherapy that drops the victim's core body temperature to bone chilling levels. To help get through this trying process, the Cruz's Legacy Foundation is asking for donations to provide gloves, scarves, hats, and more to as many chemo survivors as possible. For donations and information, just go to youcaring.com backslash Cruz's Legacy. That's youcaring.com C-R-U-Z-S Legacy. Martial arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's taekwondo, karate, yoga, summer, spring, or fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, don't wait. Go to xfmartialarts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts, located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561- 276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell him Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. Mighty! Thank you for listening. You know, as I say at this point in time, stay tuned, stay blessed. And don't stress. And as we continue to embark on the journey, just remember that one hand washes the other and both wash the face. Thank you for listening. This is Dallin Thomas Taylor with the Mighty Sports Podcast, and I'm out of here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Get ready, Lou! Always knew I'd make a stop there, but a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Good job, Lashana. CJ. Where we going for breakfast? Tia. Don't want to go far. Rough night. Rachel for making it to the playoffs. In the women's pool. There's gonna be some penalties. My tea! And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Hopefully it's a DJ Septimex.